Yeah, I was turning the wrong dial. Hello, welcome to some sort of rich show. This is the fourth one of these I've done. I'm doing them live on Friday nights, people, at midnight. You know, wouldn't hurt you to show up. Wouldn't hurt you. Some of you might. I, I, I don't know how your computer works. It's nice to see you all in the chat room. Hi. Thank you for turning up so that, guys. Oh, you just put a link. We, there was just a brief discussion. I was asked in the chat room, will the forum be coming back? Which kind of ages you now, you know, asking that. And because uh, we, we used to have a forum. Do you remember forums? Forums were a thing on the internet where you could, like, post stuff and then people can comment on it underneath. It's basically what Facebook is, only everybody had their own one. I know you know what a forum is. But we used to have one and Simply Syndicated, and it was pretty awesome, actually. It was it was a really good forum. And it kind of died, really. I mean, we've been doing this a long time. I always said we're coming up to year 11. So we've been around long enough that we've had stuff that died and people forgot about it, and that's that's what the forum became. Um, basically what happened is Facebook got invented Twitter got invented all these other things got invented where you did things socially and it was all in one place quite conveniently and all your friends could be there and all that stuff and so the need for a forum kind of died away and you guys as listeners and users of an internet service, your desire to use it went away because, quite frankly, you've got enough to do in your life. You don't want to check all of Facebook and then be thinking, well, I wonder how my friends on forum X, Y, and Z are doing. Um, and and so forums die to death. They still, some still exist, and they're good for various particular tasks, but, you know, using it as a social community hub thing isn't quite necessary anymore. Uh, so, you know, I think a couple of versions of the website ago, it just went away. I just uninstalled it. Um, annoyingly enough as well, the way the system worked, it was sort of a standalone bit of software within the website. Uh, and, and you needed to do, like, you needed to have your own individual sign up for that bit of the website and all that kind of thing. It was a really inconsistent user experience and I didn't like it. Uh, so it's just gone. Um, but in that conversation, uh, I, I started wondering, does Movies You Should See still have a MySpace page? Apparently it does. Thank you, Tilly, in the chat room for finding that. Uh, clearly, MySpace has undergone quite a change. What was the password? Oh, hang on. Right. Let me see if I can remember. How Let me see. Uh, email or username. Well, the username's going to be Movies You Should See, isn't it? I think I remember the password, you know. I did remember the password. I can log into MySpace with the old Movies You Should See account. This account is literally as old as MySpace is. Oh my gosh, uh, it's in. Wow. MySpace still exists. It is still a website. This is amazing. It's still got a movies you should see page with our open right. It's it's all right. I don't want to save the password. LastPass. Uh, your new profile. This is your home on MySpace. Fill it with all the things that make you you. 
like a profile image that makes me me or a cover image my details I can put that in I can upload audio and video I have a stream knows what that is the stuff I can slide across I can post things it looks like I can up add a song and a file of some kind I can upload a thing music do I have music I have there's there's two bits of are they gonna play I don't think the files are still there is that playing anything no it's not playing anything there was some <laughs> episodes of movies you should see uploaded to it as well and all kinds of things have we still got friends We've still got friends. There's still people. I bet none of these people know they've still got a MySpace page. It's fine. So there must be some. Is there anyone famous here? No. Of course there isn't anyone famous that followed us on MySpace. <coughs> Gosh. MySpace, eh? That's a blast from the past. MySpace. Doesn't do much. It just exists. Thank you for finding that, though. Should I log out? I should log out. Let's log out. There's no thing. I can't. And I will remain logged into MySpace forever now. Seriously, there's no log out button. Is it in se It's in settings. Because signing out is a setting. Sorry, I'm distracted by the internet. I, I'm easily distracted. I have a, a Facebook conversation going off while I'm doing a live show. This is, men this is mental because I'm so easily distracted. It's incredible that I used to work in a call center because every call center job is be on the phone and type on a computer. I can't do that. I don't know why that is. If I'm on the phone and someone in the room talks to me, I'll fall over. That's that's the level my brain's working on. So if I'm doing a live show and something on the internet distracts me, like a line in a conversation or something in the chat room, this is why I try not to look at the chat or I just glance at it every couple of minutes and try and give myself a summary. Because you could post something and I'm gone. Right? It's it's not right. It might be an ADD thing or something like that. I, I don't know. But it's it's how my brain works or doesn't work in this particular case this conversation i i feel i'm not going to share it with you uh in in terms of its actual details but certainly in terms of uh what we're talking about it's just been man weekend 2015 that was why i wasn't here last week uh the friday night i i was quite drunk uh man weekend is an astounding thing my friends and i have come up with uh, it started, I think, in 2011. Was this Man Weekend 4 or Man Weekend 5? Can't remember, doesn't matter. started a few years ago when my friend Craig got married. You might remember Craig from such podcasts as Men of the House and movies you should see. Remember Men of the House? That was the thing that happened. You don't remember that, do you? I'll have to come back. I don't know how old my audience is sometimes. Have you just found me? Have you been listening for a year? Have you been listening for a decade? I, I don't know, so I can't just reference everything. And sadly, not everything is out there to be found. Bookmark it. Remind me to tell you what Men of the House was. Craig got married. That's where I was. 
Craig got married. Before you get married, you have a stag or a hen party. They are known as a bachelor or bachelorette. You see how much practice I have saying those words. Uh, party in America. Uh, that, you know, it, it's basically lots of men go to a place and, and damage themselves. That It takes various forms, whatever, you know, but that's that's the gist of it. I think the the idea is always meant to be like it's it's his last night of freedom before he gets married. I find that a laughable concept. Uh, so I'm going to tell you that my last night of freedom was the night before I met her 11 years ago. And I, I would agree with that. That was the last night I had to basically fuck around with any woman that was up for it. And since then it's been, it's just the one. So even if we got married, I'd, my, that night is, is gone. So it's just... A stupid concept. So it's basically become a night or a series of nights where a man who's getting married and all lots of people who don't really know each other go and get drunk together. This is the problem with the stag weekend. We as individuals all have friends from different groups and different parts of our lives. I have uh, my main friends from from uni and college and uh, simply syndicated but i also have like pure simply syndicated friends people i've met as a result of doing podcasting and there there's a tiny bit of crossover in those two groups but not not total overlap and we've got you know there's we all have these different groups of people i have you know people i know since moving to howarth who've never met any of the other two groups of people and we we've all got these groups of people in our lives and so we have this stag do and we invite them all and expect them hey you've all got me in common you'll be friends and and that's bollocks but we do it anyway and uh we we just basically drink i i that's at least the british tradition anyway some groups of men may go in for strippers and other debauchery that's never been me and my friends route you know, as we discussed on a, a and, and as yet unreleased episode of the Definitive Word, there are four on my hard drive, by the way. Uh, you know, you, you hear about and and forgive me if I'm going too far with this. It feels like an American thing. I I don't hear of it happening here. If it's not just an American thing, do you know what it is? It's a sports team thing. This concept that you know you hear of some groups of guys who get up to sexual things not with each other but in the same room and we've never been i'm not up for that we're never really really you know like you'll hear a group of footballers assault a girl or something you think that could never happen with us because even if we were inclined in the way of assaulting women i wouldn't want to do it while will was watching me it's just one of those things and for that reason as a group we've never been to like a strip club or anything like that I've never been in a strip club in my life. Not because I have no desire to see naked women. I'm perfectly fine with seeing naked women. I quite enjoy it. But I don't want to do it and be made to feel horny with with my friend Mike. That is a bit odd to me. So we don't have strippers at our stag do's. But I'm, I'm digressing a fair bit. And I haven't even told you what Men of the House was. It was a podcast. By the way, that that that's all. It's fairly uneventful, but we all had such a great time at Craig Stag Do, and we're all you know we, we've known each other for sort of fifteen years now. 
it's getting ridiculous and we're all still great friends and and we're kind of all the friends each other have made because we're all fairly broken in various ways um but we had such a great time and someone said you know we should do this every year we should just do this and it was one of those eureka moments where everyone just sits quietly and looks at each other and suddenly realizes that's that shouldn't be a joke. That's you, you meant that to be funny, but we should do this every year. We absolutely should. It's it's not cost much money. It costs sort of like ninety quid each for the for the place to stay. And so what we do is every year, my friends and I, and I have to add as well, this group is growing. You know, it, it started off with sort of the group of us that went to Craig Stagdo, and now over the years, it, it's grown. There were f- there were fourteen or fifteen people on this last trip of Man Weekend twenty fifteen, um, and what we do is we just find an enormous house in the country, a big house, a, a very big house, in the country, and we rent it for a week, and because that's actually because most places you can only rent for a week, uh, and the first weekend is is Man Weekend. Of that particular year. Most of us just stay for sort of the weekend. That's that's where it goes. After that, you know, the place is, is ours and rented and paid for. So we're allowed to use it whatever we feel like. Um, it's, it's an astounding event. It's something we all look forward to. You know, in the weeks leading up to it, there'll be discussions and email conversations going around. We have a Facebook conversation that goes off and people counting down how many sleeps there are until Man Weekend. And then it, it just gets so exciting. This year was spectacular. We were... Do you know, I want to tell you where we are, but I have this problem that I never know where I am or where I've been. It was... like I believe the nearest city geographically was Manchester. I, I think that was something that I heard at some point. Do you know what happens is now with stuff like this? Now, with with Man Weekend, it's technically a holiday, right? It, I, I'll give you that. It's technically a holiday. But it's not a holiday like you're going to a place and you're going to look around the place and find fun things to do in the place. We happen to be going to a place, but we're never going to fucking see it. We're going to this house, and we're going to the inside of this house. And what we're going to see for three days is the inside of this house. So where the inside of this house is, on the planet Earth or the universe as we know it, is completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter where that house is. Nothing nothing to do with that matters. So, in all honesty, I could not tell you where I've just spent the weekend off the top of my head. I'm going to open photos, because I know I took photos and they'll be geotagged, and it'll say where the fuck I was when I took them. But, honestly, no clue. Honestly, no clue. Kirkby Stephen, Newbiggin on Loon. That's actually a place, people. Newbiggin on Loon. Like the Loon, and it's on it, and it is Newbiggin. But Kirkby Stephen, that's where I've been. It's I, I believe it's near Manchester. I went on the M6. You don't care. It was brilliant, though. We had this huge house. Everybody gets a bed, which is not always the case. Um, there was a hot tub, there was a games room, there was more alcohol than I care to think of. It it was, it, it was rather obscene. 
to be honest with you, the, the level to which we managed to break ourselves is quite ridiculous. Um, did you hear that? What the fuck was that? You get to hear the weird shit that goes up in my house now because there's no noise gate. Wasn't the dog? The dog never comes up here. Anyway, was I talking about games room, hot tub? Sure, I had a point. I was. T- you see what throws me off? A bang in the room. Not even a bang. That was the sound of like just something settling in a change of temperature at midnight. And I'm totally off. Kirkby Stephen. I'm trying to retrace. I honestly have forgotten what I was talking about or where I was going. I know I was talking about Man Weekend 2015. I was talking about why it's only Man Weekend. Because this this is becoming a problem. <sighs> right. My, my issue is this. Um, as a group of 15 now seemingly middle-aged men who all look pretty damn good, I will I will say that. My God, you want you and your friends to age as well as me and mine. That's that's all I'm saying, you know. But we we've been friends for a long time, and and we've we've sort of been through stages of our life together. All of us, and and there was a lot of time when it was just us guys. You know, we were the the, the central focus of our lives some of us had girlfriends but they were sort of outside of that and and that was because of where we were in our lives you know you're at college you're at university you may be in a house share after having graduated university this sort of thing but your focus is very much your friends they sort of take on the role of your family and that sort of thing and people other people are outsiders of that um and so this sort of thing has grown up because we've traditionally just been men together. And so it's not that we purposefully want to exclude women in general. And it's it's nothing to do with the presence of women. And as I've, I've tried to make very clear, nothing happens that women would object to, which is the odd thing. And I think it's something that frustrates the women in our lives a little bit more and in, in fact not just sort of, you know Alison's happy enough for me to go off and have a weekend with my mates that's that's fine and quite frankly that's where she is right now she's doing the same thing at the at hippie mud jam fest 2015 somewhere in the the Yorkshire countryside <coughs> so you know we have girlfriends and wives and uh, you know but we also have there there are women who were friends with us when we were when we were kids at college, you know, hi to any of those ladies if you're out there. I'd have called you girls in the past, but we're all nearly forty now. Sorry, I any opportunity to remind remind myself of that. Um, and the that you know one of them, Cheryl Blesser calls it the No Girls Weekend. And I know she's not really. She doesn't. I know she's not really angry. And it's not necessarily that she'd want to go if she could go, but there's still something about us saying, oh, no, you can't go. Right? We we wouldn't let you go. And it's, you know, there there are one or two people who are like, "But, but these women are our friends. Yes, but they're women and they cannot come on Man Weekend. 
you know it it, it is that simple and i'm i'm sort of in two minds with it because on the one hand i feel like we're doing a bad thing but on the other hand i don't want to stop doing the bad thing you see the problem that i'm living with yeah we're not allowed girls right but at the same time that's tough have a girls weekend this is man weekend this this came from where it came from this came from craig stagdo you know this came from craig's bachelor party so naturally there were only men there at the time you know and 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 i don't know that you really want to come ladies i really don't i mean like i know that we're not awful and we're not leery we we've never been leery you know because we're all quite clever and we've all learned the lesson that women don't like leery men so if you want women to hang around with you you can't be leery none of us are leery we've never been leery we're all above that and and besides these women are friends anyway you know so they they the theory is they like hanging around us anyway that's that's the theory and it's even especially nicer now that none of us are actually trying to just get wasted and cop off with somebody you know that that's that's never a threat anymore. So, it I I totally understand. The best solution to the problem that we've had so far is that we should have a second weekend, a person weekend, which I'm I'm definitely on board with. Actually, it might become exceedingly difficult to find a thirty-person house uh, that we can rent for a week. I'm only half serious about that. I know those places exist and that we could afford to rent one. The the way it works out, I mean, of course, renting a 15-bedroomed house for a week is a reasonably expensive proposition. But when you split it between 30 people, or 15 couples, or whatever, or, or 14 couples and Michael Storer, then it, it becomes, you know, a totally doable thing to do. And because of the size of these houses, they're always spectacular. You know, 15-bedroomed houses generally are not cramped little shitty places in the middle of city centres. They tend to be mansions and stately homes in the countryside because that's where you build buildings that have 15 bedrooms. So the places we stay are spectacular. It's great. And I'd, I'd be up for a second weekend. I don't know that my body could take it, but my spirit is certainly willing. This year I proved my body could not take Sunday, let alone a second weekend. You know, so that's that's the thing i also kind of get a bit homesick after three nights i don't I, I don't know what it is it's just it's like home is my safety blanket i'm never quite con i'm never settled when i'm not at home and it doesn't matter how comfortable i am where i am right it doesn't matter if if i'm staying in a in a luxury hotel or a tent or if I'm stopping over at your house and you're my best mate for 15 years, or I've just met you, I'm equally comfortable in all of those situations. And, and that level of comfort is no comfort. So I, you know, two, three nights is pretty much what I can stand. And plus when, you know, Alison and Barkley are here, and you're getting calls and texts every night, oh, I'll miss you, can't wait till you get home with her. You've got to be a bastard to be like, no, I'm staying another night, fuck you. I can't do that, and it's because, believe it or not, you know, my actual best friend lives here in the house, and uh, he keeps an eye on Alison while I'm gone. <laughs> He's asleep now. He can't be asked with me. 
I'm not doing anything interesting. In a little bit, he's going to get uppity because he's going to realise we haven't gone to fetch Alison from anywhere and it's stupid late at night. Uh, so then the dog will start moaning at me and, and like huffing like, come on, you've forgotten to go and get Alison. Come on, we need to go and get her. What's weird is I'm doing this whole show looking at a big photograph of my friends in the hot tub. Must turn that off. It's very odd. It's very odd. But a good time was had by all. And I fully encourage you and your friends to create your own man weekend. It, it's it's a great way of blowing off steam, you know, and uh, that sort of thing. And the hookers and blow make it just worth it. I'm only joking. Do you know what, though? Do you know what? And, that you know, this will mean something to some of you and nothing to, to some of you. Um, one person who has turned up to all but, I think, one or two man weekends is someone that I had a rather public and monumental falling out with, Mr. Michael Dawson. And were it not for man weekend... I can safely say he and I would never have spoken to each other again after our epic falling out. And that would have been horrendous. That that would have been horrible. Um, and I'm very glad that's not been the case. And the reason that has not been the case has been because of these weekends. We, you, you know, when, when I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but two of your friends falling out, like seriously falling out, is like your entire group, friendship group, being put through a divorce. Because you suddenly have these two people who cannot be in a room together. And that's nobody's fault. It's just they fall out and they can't be in a room together. So what the hell are you supposed to do? And it was something that I, I didn't realize as it was happening. But me and Mike falling out put a lot of stress and upset on my friends. Things like, well, what what do we do at New Year? We can't invite them both. They're both African. We can't invite them both. And we ended up with a horrible situation where I was... I think everybody just felt awful about it and was kind, kind of trying to make out like there never was a New Year party. What are you talking about? That we didn't all have a party without you. That would be crazy. And of course they did, because they had to have a party without me. And I, I totally understand. And so we had to get over this problem. B for the good of Man Weekend. And that was a few years ago. And now we're very pleased to see each other and chat at length. And it's great. I seriously doubt we'll ever make another podcast together again. For those of you who know, who remember Mike from movies you should see, don't, don't get your hopes up. We're, we're speaking to each other and we're in, enjoying doing that during Man Weekend. I'm not going to speak to Mike again until next Man Weekend. That That's probably a reasonable thing to predict because it's been the case every year up until now. Uh, but because of that, you know, we can be friends again. But I, I don't think we'll ever podcast again. I'm not that optimistic. You know, it's the 10th anniversary of movies you should see next month. And I did consider the idea of what if we try and get everybody back together to do a big show. And just switched it off. There was a lot of, he's not going to do it, you know. And you don't want to ask him. And the answer is, no, I don't think he'd do it. And no, I don't want to ask him. And I don't know what we'd do if he said yes. So, 
yeah, don't get your hopes up for a special 10th anniversary movies you should see. But, you know, it is good that was that, you know, these conversations take place. We it's it's great when you've got a group of people like that where you can fall out and sort of the glue of everything binds you all together. It, it, that was a particularly big one with me and Mike and it, it rocked us all for quite a while. But I think in the end, we all come back together. It's great. That's kind of family, isn't it? You know, there's there's very little I feel any of us could do to the others that would warrant a total lifelong break you know barring barring something obscene that is so obviously a hideous crime i i don't think there's anything that we could do there's certainly stuff we could do to cause upset and stress and that sort of thing but in the same way with my little sister there's nothing she could do she's always going to be my little sister i'm always going to care about how how she's doing and i'm always going to be there to help her if she needs help and support and that's just a given. And there's nothing she could do that would cause that to not be the case. And with these this group of people I have as well, that is that is also the case. There is nothing they could do that would cause me to never be there as as, as support if needed and whatever. Bearing in mind that, I've, you know, when I'm talking about offering people support, I can be broken in that area personally as well. So I'm not always great for it. Um, but... You know, when it can be provided, it is provided. And 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 with great affection and love and care. It's a great situation to be in. So that was Man Weekend 2015. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Because otherwise, I'd just spend my entire life talking to you people. Don't feel bad about that. You know, that's... I'm grateful you're there to listen. I, I assume you are. I see names pop up on screens and that sort of thing. And it's it's nice to know. I've met some of you in real life, which is good as well. God, when I think of the people I know because of podcasting, that doesn't worth bear worth getting into right now. That's huge. That is a huge thing. Uh, speaking of podcasting, um, I've been working on the new website. It's coming along nicely but slowly. Uh, let me tell you a little bit, little thing about web building. <coughs> it's fucking annoying, right? Seriously, it's annoying because nothing works how you want it to. Very few things make sense. If the internet and the way that it functions was being designed by one company now. And I'm I don't even care which company. If, if if imagine the internet was an app, and you know imagine Apple made the internet. No, it's the internet. Let's say Google, and you get an app on your phone, and that's that's the internet. The experience you would have. This idea of browsers, and standards. And support for browsers and plugins and all this stuff. There's no way you would build that into it. Because it's all insane. It all makes life difficult. And it just pisses me off, quite frankly. So let, let, let me give you an example. Right? The shows page. If you're listening live, 
don't click on it now. It'll turn the live player off when it reloads the page. But the show's page of our website, simplysyndicated.com, is a grid of icons of all the different shows. And in this new version, I've sort of I've split them up a bit to make it an easier page to take in because it's, it's a bit cluttered and a bit nonsensical as it is. And and so if you imagine these these icons of all the show logos uh, into category sections, so there's TV and film, geekery, music, lifestyle, and general entertainment. And they're all sort of lined up. And what I want to do is get a number of these icons on the, in a line horizontally and just sort of evenly space them out. If you were doing it as a picture in face in Photoshop, it would take you less than a second, quite literally less than a second, to hit that that distribute button. Align to canvas. That's what I want to do. But you can't do that on the internet. Because nobody knows how big your canvas is going to be. That's that is ultimately the problem. I mean, you have to understand that as somebody who's built websites uh for a long time. Every time you'd hear developers of mobile apps moaning about, oh, but the screen size differentiation, how will I ever resize all my buttons? We just sit back and laugh and, oh, dear God, you have no idea. You think about what a web page goes through in terms of screen size, right? Even if we all agreed on having exactly the same size and resolution of computer monitor, you resize that window within the computer monitor. It's not displaying, simplysyndicated.com is not the number of pixels wide and high that my monitor displays. It is a totally random arbitrary number, and it could change at any given second. So I can't say, put this thing at this point on this page, because that point on that page could be fucking anywhere, depending on the device that it's being looked at on. Uh, you know, and it's going to be different on different phones and different computers and different screen resolutions on different monitor sizes. So the way you get around it is you express things as percentages or in relation to other things so that it can be built up and and restructured for different sizes. And so that makes things a fucking nightmare. So you can't just say spread, you know, you can't there's no align to canvas button. Because there's no canvas as such in the same way that there is on Photoshop, where you can say this is a thousand pixels wide. Divide a thousand by twenty by five, sorry, and and you know sort it out that way. You can't do that. So I've spent a day trying to line things up horizontally. That's that's what it involves, and I'm very sure that someone with a bit more sense and a bit more experience than me might you know do it much quicker, but. <clears throat> so much of this stuff involves fighting with it and making it work how you feel it should work. And that's before you, that's just displaying buttons on a page. That's not even something that does something. Right? That's not before we get into simply everything and how do you make that file appear on the screen and do something and and be you know be interactive. It it becomes ridiculously hard to do and 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 you know what makes it even harder with css is that no one group of people can agree on what should be supported and how it should be supported so i can come you know the thing i've been working with is flex boxes okay flexible boxes makes sense 
and you have a box and there are other boxes within that box and they behave according to my specifications within the flexible box and the trouble with that is is that it's a relatively new not totally new but relatively new css uh, definition and so all the different browsers uh, work with it in a slightly different way so you don't just have to write the code for the thing and make it work that that wouldn't work you have to write the code for each browser so we have to go and we have to have make sure that all the code is written with all the prefixes that make uh, webkit browsers understand it and then we have to write one for firefox and then we have to write one for ie and we have to write one for chrome now because that's not even webkit anymore and then we have to write the one that's just in the standards for in case there's any outliers and then this it goes on and on and on so where there should just be one set of standard codes you actually have to come up with all the different definitions and maybe some people have spelled things differently or maybe their default values are different and so what would be a zero in ie might be a one in firefox and that sort of thing and all of that just boils down to being there at five in the morning pulling your hair out banging the laptop in the table and going why won't you just be in a line i just want you to be in a line next to each other even in space like like all the words in that word document why can't you do that and that's because no one can agree and that's web development that, that's what it is you see we're not drawing things on a page and showing you that page we're putting things in a box and that box has to be able to get bigger or smaller and those things have to know how to behave when the box does that and that makes it very difficult there's no drag and drop thing there's no there's no app like pages on microsoft publisher for web design well there kind of is but they don't work very well I think Adobe are working on it, and they're the, they're doing the best of anyone right now. But doesn't it make your head hurt? Yeah, it makes my head hurt. It's just a nightmare. I said that so much. Today. It's just a nightmare. Um, in actual fact, you know, when you get onto the stuff about making a website actually do something, I think it actually becomes easier because that stuff in general works much better than css if i write a php program that runs the same everywhere i don't need to reformat a program to run on the ipod you know it just works so things like logging in and that kind of thing are all you know that's going to be quite straightforward that's why i do the design and the building bit first the infrastructure um it's just insane it's what i i just want to put things on a line that's all i want to do I just want to put those four things on a list. I can't let you do that, Rich. The internet is like Hal 9000 speaking to me. I can't let you do that, Rich. I know you want... I, I could put those things in a line for you. I know I could, but... I like your company, and... I wish you'd just sort of hang around a bit more. You're distracting me with XKCD, uh comics in the chat room i'm actually going to pause while i read this yep that's exactly what it's like there are 14 competing standards hey we need one universal standard that covers everyone else's use cases situation now there are 15 competing standards that's that is precisely what it is when everybody when 
Google broke Chrome away from WebKit, everyone's like, oh, what will they do? What will they do now? And I was, no, don't. When, oh, but it was WebKit, and that meant if it worked in Safari, it worked in Chrome. And now what you've done is you've just doubled my work because you at Google have decided you can make a WebKit a web browser that loads pages 0. 0.0002 seconds faster, and I fucking hate you. Why have you done that to me? That's what you've done. That's what they do. And it's it's horrible. Just all agree. I haven't even got onto the new Microsoft browser yet. I haven't really played with it. I've not tested anything on it yet. I don't know what its support for web standards are. This is a stupid thing. We have we have web standards. There is a group of people that sit down and they're ever so clever. And they sit down and they talk about web standards and what people want and what they need. And they all agree. And then people get home and they go, right, I found out what everybody has agreed to do. We're not going to do that. We're going to just fuck that right off. Shred that bit of document. This is how we're going to support that thing. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? That was why things don't work in Internet Explorer. Because we have standards and Microsoft said, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this other thing. Because fuck you. That's why. That's why. Fuck you. And here we are now. And, you know, there are problems. This next version of Simply Everything that I'm building will be the first to work in Firefox at all. Because supporting audio became a thing. That got put into HTML. We used to have to support audio with plugins, like with QuickTime and Flash, and we decided they were crap. So what they did was they made it so browsers could support audio and video without having to have a plugin. And they gave us a nice tag. They put video. And you you type video, and then you type the URL of your video, and then you type the second video tag that says, that's the end of my video tag. And you put that on a web page, and it becomes that video. And then Mozilla went, yeah, but we're not going to support H.264 video. We're just going to support Ogvorbis video. And we all went, but all our, all our videos in, M in MP4 format, we've just... We've just been through years of of getting everybody onto H two six four. YouTube's using H two six four. It's it's in all the cameras do that and and yeah, we're not we're not doing that one. We're not doing that. And and we're not doing MP three for audio. What do you mean you're not doing MP three for audio? Every every bit of audio is MP three. Have you got an MP three collection? Of course you have, everybody has. Why would you not support MP three? We're not going to support MP3. So then it comes to building simply everything. And the choice is there. Do I build this vast content of its... Look, it's thousands of files. It, it really is. Just imagine everything we've made for 10 years sat on a hard drive because that's what simply everything is and it's folder upon folder upon folder of file after file after file and they are all because they have always been so mp3 files and so in order to just support firefox just support firefox nothing else i would have to replicate the entire library in our format just to get it work working on 
Firefox. And it's not until this latest version, sort of this week, when they've announced, hey, do you know what? Why don't we support MP3? And the world banged its head on its desk. What? No, why don't you support MP3 Firefox? Wouldn't that be a fucking good idea? And could you get some H.264 video in there while you're at it? Please. So being that it now supports MP3, I have every reason to expect that the next version of Firefox will be usable with simply everything. Um, I actually have just excluded it in the past, basically. If this was, if web browsers were software that cost a lot of money for you to obtain, then I would be on board with putting it on as, you know, making our site as compatible as possible. But being that everyone who can run a computer can get a copy of Google Chrome for free, I'm kind of left thinking, do you know what? If it works on Chrome, I really don't give a shit what else it, it runs on. I, I don't care if it runs on Firefox. You've chosen to get Firefox, right? Nobody's computer comes with Firefox. You've run Safari, you've run Internet Explorer, or soon, what is it? Edge, they're calling it? I've forgotten the name. The next Microsoft browser. And you thought, no, I need Firefox. And you've chosen to go out there and get it. And my my website doesn't work with it. And then you email me. Oh, why doesn't my your website work with Firefox? Because Firefox is shit, and it doesn't work with MP3. So use use either the thing that came with your computer for free, or download the free one from Google. That's that's pretty much my advice. So I I don't mind cutting things off. I'm not eliminating your access to it. If I said only Max can run my website, that would be a different thing, wouldn't it? That I'm not doing. I'm just saying maybe only Google Chrome can run my website as well as I want it to. But this time I really want to put the effort in to making it work on everything. If only for the technical challenge. It just may take months and months and months. I've set myself a, a release date of September 29th, 31st. September 30th. There is no 31st of September. September 30th will be new launch day i've got to have a deadline otherwise it's, it's just going to go on forever isn't it you know you know what i'm like um but i i still think in fact i'm telling you now it won't be complete by september 30th it will be functional it will work it will have a lot of its components there and that sort of thing but i'm me on my own and i'm there is so much stuff to cover if I didn't put something out before it was 100% feature complete, you'd never see it. And so I've got to get it out there in two months and then keep building on it from that just to get all this support for different things. And we're not even onto apps yet, are we? You know, this is where it gets silly. <sighs> Don't run a podcast network is all I can tell you. Or, or get like 10 million pounds worth of investment before you start. Because I, I think that has been my problem all along. If I had 10 million pounds, I'd be doing a lot better right now. I, I think that's the conclusion I'm coming to. I'm going to use that mention of money as the last little segue for what I want to talk about before I leave you tonight. Um, I'm recording this show on a Friday night. On Tuesday, um, something exciting to me happened. Uh, Apple Pay launched in the UK. This is something I've been waiting for for a long, long, long time. It was a feature of the iPhone 6 that was shown off at launch. 
uh, just before the Apple Watch. It's been out in America for some time, uh, since sort of October, and it made it here on Tuesday. Now, there was, uh, I, I hear the list of banks shrank quickly for unknown reasons, some stating technical reasons. Uh, the one I'm specifically talking about is the HSBC Bank, which HSBC, yeah, I said it right. I always feel like I've not said enough of the letters, HSBC. They used to be called the Midland Bank, you know, and they had a yellow griffin as the logo. Anyway, they were the bank that likes to say yes. Is that the man from Del Monte? He also liked... No, they were the bank that likes to say yes. They fucking were, I remember that. Anyway. <coughs> they were on the list up until the night before launch, and then suddenly on launch day, they were not on the list of supported banks. Um... Some are speculating it is because a few days before this, a HSBC customer tweeted their customer care department saying, hey, I'm a customer of yours, when will Apple Pay launch? And they fucking told him, you don't do that. Um, so they will have gotten an angry call from somewhere somewhere in Cupertino, no doubt in the way I was of that Cupertinoian's personal morning. And, uh, you know, they will have been given a bollocking. I personally doubt that they were actually taken off the list of compatible banks for two weeks they're saying technical reasons doesn't matter anyway my bank is on the list both of them actually um natwest and nationwide so uh, i got to use i'm using apple bay i have a an iphone 6 here i've got my nationwide account nationwide are on the list it's it's great so you just sort of i opened up passbook and it said hey apple pay do you want to give that a go and you say yes and it goes, well, we've already got your card on file because you, you've got an iTunes account. Could you just remind us of the, the three digits on the back of that card? And you tell them the three digits at the back of the card. And that's it. That's it set up. That's it. Then I've got Apple Pay on my phone. That was the entire setup. And my, there's a picture of my card in Passbook with the nationwide logo on and everything. And my bank card number and details and all that sort of thing. And all you do is... When it comes time to pay, you pretend like you're about to pay with your card so that you don't confuse the cashier. And you hold your phone over the chip and pin machine and it takes a fraction of a second. Do you know what? It's just long enough for your brain to go, is it not working? In the, and it's like literally a hundredth of a second. But it's just, it tricks my brain. It's not working. But oh, yeah, 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 it's working. And the screen lights up, shows a picture of the card that you're going to pay with. And it's a touch ID. And you put your thumb on the home button. And it scans your thumbprint. And you've paid. That's it. I have used it five or six times, I think, in, in four or five different locations. Uh, only one person has exclaimed anything about what I did. Um, so we're kind of okay with it. We've had contactless payment here for a long time, and I've been using it on my bank card, but now my bank card is in my phone. I am so overjoyed about this. I, I cannot begin to tell you. It's, it's kind of like the things I dreamt about as a child are actually coming true. You have to understand how special some of the things are that are happening today. As a child, I dreamt about them doing things like this and superhero movies where everybody was always played by the same person all that kind of thing and now it's all happening it's all wonderful and i'm very excited by all of it to be honest with you 
uh, and Apple Pay is just another thing. It's even more secure than my actual bank card. Because, hey, I, my contactless bank card, if you've got that, you can just use it, right? You don't need anything. You take my phone, you still need my thumbprint to use it. So it's more secure than my card. I'm going to have to start leaving my card at home. We're just in this awkward phase of uh, not everywhere having contactless payment. So you sort of plan your shopping out. It's it's quite easy because lots of places do have it. And McDonald's have it and the local corner shop have it. So that's pretty much 90% of my shopping covered. Um, give it a go in the UK if you're there. And I honestly think it's worth getting iPhone for. I I really do. It's one of those killer features. Give it a look and uh, see how you like it. I'm very impressed by it. Anyway, I'm going to go now. It's sort of one thirty in the morning. Did I do an hour? I feel like I've done an hour. Yeah, I have. Not just not bad. Just under. Solid talking. You poor, poor people. Anyway, I'm going to get off. I will be live again next Friday if you want to come along and join us. There's some people in the chat room. It's it's not crowded, though. You know, there's there's technically room for a thousand people in that chat room. Yeah, if if that chat room was a concert hall, I would I would have cancelled the gig. So c- come and join me at simplysyndicated.com slash radio at midnight uh, UK time, which is 11pm UTC. I learned about UTC today. I've been thinking about giving all our times for live stuff in UTC and just letting people work it out because it's... Oh, I don't know. We've done it the way we've done it for 10 years and people still manage to find us at the right time if they want to. Anyway, if you want to send me an email, please feel free to do so. I've had a couple of emails from you guys uh, and I'll, I'll kind of put some together of the older ones and do a, an email show, I think. Uh, but if you want to email me, take support rich at gmail. Richard Smith at simplysyndicated.com. That's one. Take support Richard iCloud. All the... All of the things, take support, Richard, all of the things is is generally a way to go. I do get a lot of email that starts with, I didn't know your address, but I guessed at this. And look, if I'm reading it, you did it right, didn't you? So, you know, I love hearing from people. And thank you to everyone that's emailed in anything, Uh, you know. uh, So get emailing in. You can also call. I've not mentioned it this week because we've got so few people listening live. Um, but you you can call in during a live show. We've got phone numbers on the page. I, I'm happy to talk to people. It's interesting. I'm happy to receive feedback on whatever rubbish I come out with during a show. Uh, just bear in mind that I don't always remember what I've said. That can be a problem. That can be used against me as well. Because when you're like, you, you said this about this. And I'm like, oh, if you say so. I'm very sorry. I will generally apologize, by the way, if I've just pissed you off. I I do just apologize. It's easier in the long run, and I don't care. Anyway, I'll be back next week. Until then, Rich out. Bye-bye. Yeah, I just said Rich out after 10 years. That doesn't work, does it? Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>